for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production and please subscribe. Thanks. We have our first guest and it's a one arrow guest. It's a... First time, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, first time caller, at least, yeah. I've been to nothing. I've been to nothing. It's uh, it's Dave Murphy from Global Components. Hey, welcome. We don't Dave. have a crowd, but I'd like to think we did. Yeah, no, we do have a crowd. One Everybody's day. busy speaking to people, which is yeah. a good thing to say. That's not a bad. It's not a bad yeah. thing. So, so we, yes, welcome. Sorry, should we just should we just set the context? Please do. Please yes, do. So set away. So apologies if uh, if there's background noise here, but we are recording this uh, live at Cloud Expo, and more more specifically, we're we're on the cusp between. Are we on the cusp between Cloud Expo itself and and IoT Smart London? Yes, I think it's called Smart IoT London. Um, Something like that. Dave. Yes. You and I have been pretty much speaking daily so far this I year. I speak to you more than my wife at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that's, uh, yeah. That's pretty much the case. Yeah. yeah. So. so, just for. Just for the benefit of our, our audience, would you would you just like to explain why um, why we are speaking daily? What your role is, what you do, where you're from, how yep. you got here, okay. what you do? So long time arrow, I've been in 19 years now, and uh, 19 years, oh no, man and boy, uh, less for murder. Uh, well, I was about to say the same, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's amazing how quick it's flown by. Actually, I have to say. Um, so what we have is the components team here today. And I think it's fair to say, from the little data side of things, we're very good at little data. We can do the sensors, we can do the connectivity, up to the gateway side of things. And I think working with you, Rich, on the on the big data side of things, I think we've got a really good story to actually go from what we call sort of like a sensor to sunset. So right from the a sensor, right up to the cloud piece. And I love how you call sort of what you guys do and where you specialize and, and, and have your, your legacy, legacy, little data, because you know, it's, it, it is little in the, in the physical sense when we look at some of, some of the products that, and, and supplies that you guys have on board. But it can be little because it, it's bits and bytes that you're collecting as well. Yep. But the fact is, you have the capability to do it at such a scale that it's not that little, really, is it? No, it's um, little doesn't mean trivial. Let's just say yes. that. Okay, so uh, yes. the effort that goes into uh, just taking that sense and actually getting it into a sort of digital world for you guys to go and analyse, it's a it's a long task to do that. You know, it's not a five minute job to uh, engineer that. Um, but where we come into it, you know, we we can assist customers, we can advise, we can tell them what are the latest trends that are coming through um, in terms of connectivity. You know, it could be low battery power applications where we need to advise on that as well. So it's all about. Um, you know, how can we get the efficient, make it efficient to get that little data up to you guys to actually do your analytics. analytics. And I think, yeah, it's, I was thinking a lot this morning, aren't I? We'll see, we'll see where we get to this afternoon when we're on about a fourth recorded. Um, but one thing that I would say is, yeah, for, for anybody listening who's from the ECS side of the business, I, yeah, if you're an account manager, if you work in quote and config, if you're uh, one of our pre-sales engineers, I, we have a very, very specific view. Or we come at IoT from from a very specific angle. Um, yeah, Dave and I have been in. I've been lucky enough to sit in a, in a few customer meetings so far with with Dave. And 
And the value that we can deliver as Arrow when, when we work together going in to see a client is absolutely phenomenal. I, that's, yeah, yeah I, I hope I'm not sort of, I'm certainly, I'm putting you up on a pedestal, Dave. But, well, um, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's no small, it's no small comment on my part because actually what we can do is that, that engineering piece and like you say, that advice is absolutely priceless yeah. when we sit down with a systems integrator or an ISV or yeah, one of our traditional um, ECS type customers. And, and I think it's fair to say that, that on both sides of the business now, yeah. we're now starting to have, a, you call, you well, call it non-traditional, well, don't yeah. you? Would you like to explain a little bit more about that? So, so our customers are changing. You know, we still have the uh, traditional um, customers that take the components from us, and that's still, um, it always will be a major part of our business. Yeah. But I think where we've probably spent most time together is the non-traditional customers. It could be retail, it could be facilities management, it could yeah. be smart cities, what have you. And what we find is those customers, a lot of the time, they have a problem. They've got no idea how to solve their problem. They know nothing about electronics. Yeah. And that's where we come in, almost on a consultancy basis. Um, they're very good at big data side of things, but they need to get down to the sense and understand that, te that technology moving forward. And that's where we're coming in, working with yourself, Richard, with those customers, and really adding value to those guys to educate them as well in terms yeah. of how to get that data up there, but also look at solutions we can uh, give them as, as well. You know, a lot of the time we're, you know, we're bringing on a lot of new suppliers that are off-the-shelf type solutions. These yeah. guys don't want to do any engineering, they just want to be able to connect a sensor to a network easily, do it securely, make sure it's authenticated, and then that's where we come in to actually uh, advise which yeah. uh, components and which manufacturers to, to do that uh, with. Uh, and Dave, I mean, when, we, when we've spoken on, on previous podcasts, David, it's, you know, we, we often talk about, you know, regardless of the vendor and the technology, the business outcome, I think you know, we, we find that a Hopefully, you'll agree with me on this one, Dave. Uh, yeah, we find that a lot of the conversations we have, they very much start off with that, what the problem is, what the issue well, is to the business. I think the reality yeah. is, if you're not starting off with that, then you're not doing it right. Because if yeah. you're starting off with, how can I integrate this technology for the sake of integrating a technology, then it's, it's not the right thing to be doing. You need to almost be driven by, we have this problem that we don't really understand how to fix. And I suppose that's where some of the very early work that you and I did together yeah. and, and you and I did together around these sort of discovery workshops where you'd sit down with an organization and say, just, just talk about your business. Just talk about the pain points in your business and, and let me help you fix it through technology. Because more often than not, actually, it's not that the organization doesn't know a problem needs fixing. They just don't know that there's a solution to that problem. Yeah. Yep. And I think the value of us is that we can come in and go, well, actually, there's a sensor for that, and there's a and there's a technology to get the data off, and and the data and the, the, the sensor can sit there for five years and gather data, and then in the cloud we can we can secure and obfuscate that data, and then we can turn it through our data intelligence practice into real valuable insights that you can then act upon to to inform decision going forward. Okay. And bingo, that problem you had is now no longer a problem. It's actually a fascinating data point that you can use to to really drive and differentiate your organisation. Absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. we don't talk part numbers these days. No. You know, we've uh, we've always come from part number world on with components generally, and um, you know, I can't remember the last non-digital customer where we're actually giving them a part number that we quote yeah. on. We quote on a solution yeah. for these customers. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's it's fair to say it's yeah. You know, we we have conversations on the ECS side of things around IoT, and 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 David, you alluded to it there, sort of the the, 
the insight, the analytics, the security side of things. But some of that stuff does absolutely filter all the way down the tree. So yep. yeah, yeah, Dave, the number of times we've sat in in front of customers and you have that same conversation around things like security. So security starts at the edge and starts right down at that sensor level. Absolutely. And it's yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things we have in common other than just the arrow name. And and I think yeah, we hopefully as this as this event will show over the next two days and as this year progresses, we'll see a lot more interaction across the businesses. Yep. Um, but I mean, just just for me, yeah, yeah the, the point I'd, I'd hammer home is yeah, to certainly any any partners or any well anybody listening, if you've got a, a business channel, a challenge, uh, if you've got an issue or a problem where yeah, you're looking at optimization, utilization, you're looking at reducing costs in, in the business, you're looking at gathering more intelligence on your operations. Now that could be on the product that you're making, that could be on the manufacturing line, could be on the service you're taking to, mar to market. We have some absolutely outstanding pe people in this in this business in Arrow, and certainly in, in the likes of Components and AIS, that just multiplies by a magnitude you know this is yourself there's some of the FAEs that we've that we've encountered over the last few few weeks I've, I've been amazed you know this I've been in this role over a year now and it's a real eye-opener to see the different skill sets of each be it ECS AOS and components and the technical experts we have I'm, I'm, I'm blown away by some of the skill sets some of the guys have got that you know we're very good on the, on the um, components we've got guys on the AOS and the, on the gateways you guys in the cloud and it's, it's just all come together at the right time and uh, you know, it's getting the right people into each project, which we, we do every time. Yeah, and I think we're starting to see that now. Yeah, that some of the, you know, obviously we, we we can't go into specifics, but but some of the partner conversations that we're having, yeah, we're sat in front of partners where where they're saying, right, we need to take you into our client and our customer. Yeah, we yeah, we've become more than just a supplier. We oh. are a we are what we've always said we aim to be, exactly. which is a trusted advisor. Yeah. So so guys. Can we talk about some of the, I appreciate we can't talk about names, but can we talk about some of the actual real world examples that you guys have been working on, the examples of some of the verticals you've been in, some of the solutions that you, you've gone to go and try and fix as a, a one arrow team? Um, yeah, we can. I, it's, it's, it's getting to a stage now where it's almost where do you start? So Dave and I were just talking about, um, about one follow up meeting that we're having next week just before we came on here. And yeah, it, it's a small startup. Um, they've got a physical product that, that they manufacture, or that they've, they've prototyped, it's now ready ready to go to that next stage where uh, of production. And that product links into a cloud service and a, a platform that they've they've created, a product they've created. Now, now in the past, if I'd have sat down with those guys, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have known where to start on the physical product side, and it's it's a relatively straightforward thing, but uh, rightly or wrongly, it, it's not in my domain. So what would I have done? Yeah. yeah, if I hadn't known Dave, then where where would I have turned to within our organisation? I'd yeah. have probably gravitated more to that cloud side of things. Um, I think from my side of it, I was going to say on. One that covers many verticals is just tracking of expensive assets, um, oh God, tracking yeah. of people. You know yeah. that that comes up time and time again, where people, um, you know, they want to improve efficiencies, you know, people efficiencies. But 
you know, we live in a world now where things easily get lost and so forth, you know, and um, just tracking expensive assets, be it in a building or externally to make sure it's not been stolen or just, just a pure location. That's a real um, top um, hot topic for us yeah. at the moment. Oh, you, you say tracking, but then, you, again, you kind of think, oh, well, that, that sh- that's surely really, really straightforward. But yeah, what staggered me, what staggered me is, is, one, not just the different types of conversations about some of the items... That, that people want want to track. Mm. I from huge pieces of engineering, you know, coming out of a manufacturing plant and travelling halfway around the world, and you kind of think, well, that's way too big. How's that going to get lost? What's what's the issue there? And the challenges there of a, of, of a case of well, comes out of one manufacturing plant, gets transited somewhere else, and then gets treated or goes goes through another process. How how do we put a device on that to track that mm. through? something complicated like that all the way down to yep. like you said people tracking uh, yeah. looking at trying to um, put uh, estimates on crowd and on on movement in and out of facilities and I mean Dave the amount of different ways that you can approach that is I is just phenomenal it's crazy you know and you have to look at the case points you know where you're tracking in the world you know you know will you have cellular connectivity or are you going onto a local network there's so many different questions uh, to ask, and that's where we come in on this consultancy phase to actually advise which is the best solutions for these guys. And we saw on the ECS side of things, we so take for granted that we will just get the data into into the systems. Yeah, yeah. It's and I think that's the thing that I've learned. It's it's such a throwaway comment and statement that oh well, you give us the data. Yeah, yeah fine. We'll, we'll, we'll give you the yeah. insight. We'll give you the answers that you want to get in the data. It's that's one it's of the most just, analytical yeah. bits. Yeah. And yeah. that's a massive, massive value proposition that I think that we have as a combined arrow. Yeah. yeah, and it's a big part of the design cycle as well. You know, oh, you know yeah. it's, um, you know, I think my engagement with ECS, you know, when you do stuff in cloud, you know, things generally happen a lot quicker. You know, when we start talking about uh, components designing, you know, we could be talking 18-month-term design cycle. Yeah, but there's so a reason uh, behind that, though, isn't there? You know, and, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. once you go through that cycle, yeah, actually, you've probably got a product or a solution that's going to be out there for... Wow, two, three, four times longer than we'd expect to see an IT yeah. solution yep. out and in in the field. Yeah, so we're, we're looking, you know, a lot of customers want the centers out there five to ten years. You know, this is this this is how we have to um, sort of engineer the products these days. So wow, so, wow. So I mean, tracking any other good examples. So, I mean, if, if we've got partners listening who are sort of trying to rack their brains about customers that might be appropriate for this. Yep. Sort of, what are the the key industries where so you're finding running good take up? Obviously, tracking facilities and, and that's management is a good one at the moment. Yep. Um, but really what, what sort of questions are being asked about facilities that need data to, to answer them? Yeah, and, and management. Again, it's all about efficiencies. You know, um, you know, occupancy. Do we need to go and clean this room at this particular time? Okay. Um, where are people in the building? You know, and um, you know, it's and when you start talking about sort of like facilities management, they then hooks into things like HVAC systems and. You know, making the building more efficient as well, making it green. Yep. Now, don't uh, just think about things like office spaces. Think about think about shopping centres. Think about big open public spaces, yeah, airports. Yeah, this this is where it becomes stations, much more bus person, stations. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start thinking about things like that, and and then think about yeah how some of these businesses are changing their models. Yeah. Yeah. If we've got if we've got clients on the ECS side of things, customers on the ECS side of things, and we're selling traditional IT infrastructure and software and services into businesses like that. Yeah, big retailers that have got a physical high street presence. 
shopping centres, airports. These guys are looking at how they how they further monetize their businesses. It's yep. not just a case of um, you know, people that run co-working spaces and uh, let offices. It's a case of, yeah, if I can collect data on the people fl flowing through, then I can start to do real clever things. Like I can optimize how often I clean, a, clean the facilities, empty the bins. Yep. I can improve the quality of service that I give to, to the customers. I can attract more people through and in. Yeah. Um, if I put an offer on, how, how do I see how successful that is? How do I manage footfall through my door? And you might think that, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that technology already out there, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of people are still asking the question about yep. how can I do this? I think there's, yeah, I think there's, there's a number of probably, yeah, if you, if you search the web, there'll be quite a few reference cases, but they're very much PRC. They're, I'd say they're few and far between, but yeah, you know, when you start looking, you know, they're global in scale, right? So there'll be some in Asia Pac, there'll be some in America, there'll yep. be a few in Europe, but there are a few here, a few there. Yeah, there might be a few in the UK. And and this is what people are looking at. I mean, we typically sell sell into, yeah, on the ECS side of things, yeah, IT departments, maybe line of business with business function, but think about the type of clients you've got. That gets back to what you were saying earlier, Dave, about non-traditional clients. I um, the, the kit that we're recording this podcast on. Yeah, I didn't realize this one until earlier on. Yeah. I. Thanks, Dave. That, that's our, that's that's our right. one Fernie fact for today. Yeah, um, yeah we were... Stolen we, from yeah, me. Yeah, we, we, we supply kit that goes into uh, the mixing desk that we're using. Yeah. Uh, we never knew that. We're, we're using it. Um, yeah, and it's kind of... I think as, as you ask those few questions, those few leading questions, the business issues you've got, look at the type of clients that, that you've got. Yeah. Um, and, and don't be... Don't be afraid to ask us, you know, what might appear to be a stupid question. In fact, reach out. Reach out to you, know, you me, Dave here, yeah. Sir Murphy, because chances are, you know, Dave's been doing this, like you say, what, 12, no, 18 months no, now? Yeah, about 12 months now, yeah. So you've yeah. had a lot of conversations and a yeah, lot yeah. of strange requests come through. Yeah, absolutely. Challenging well, ones. And, but and, that's, and that's what I think I like about this whole thing is that it is actually opening up people's creativity in a very binary world yeah you know people are saying oh what if i did put a center on this what could i see what could i get i love that because up to this point it's been follow this very stringent architecture and you could maybe deviate by buying pink cables rather than gray cables so let me give it's, you another let me give you another example right we talk about industrial iot and we have on a few podcasts in the past yep. right so so think about there's there's really two different ways you kind of think of about industrial and manufacturing. So there's the manufacturing line itself, right? So think if you're, if you're making cans, cans of pop. Yep. You're not going to want to sensor enable the product because it's a can of pop, right? You might want to sensor enable, you might want to track the pallets that, that they're distributed on, the, the fridges that they go into in the shops. But the actual product itself, maybe less so. Having said that, the might and look at his <laughs> smile on his face. I'm just thinking of say, opportunities that you could yeah, put on a can of could, coke, and, uh, yeah. and he could track it. You well, know, it's, uh, other drinks are available. But, but, but so, think about it. Yeah, in that sort of scenario, it's it's the distribution and the logistics, yep. Yep. and then it's probably the efficiencies yeah. in the actual production plant itself. Yep. Now, if you're manufacturing something like um, an aircraft engine, 
or yeah, a, a really complicated, high-value product. There's still a conversation to be had about the production line, but more so about the actual product being manufactured as well. Yeah. So, so just think about yeah, you could you could be selling yeah software or hardware into a ice cream manufacturers or a dairy firm or a yeah a company that distributes alcohol. Just, just think about like you just said yeah. there, Dave. I saw you saw your face light up, and it's like yeah, come speak to us. Yeah, I've got. I work with this partner and they've got these guys as end, end clients. Yeah. Is there yeah, any no, conversations you right. think we could have? Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I mean, further on to that, I, um, so in a, in, a, in a podcast coming to you soon, we're going to talk about the next project, the next big How Happy London project type thing. And, um, and one of the uh, interesting uses of IoT I saw the other day surrounding that was um, asthma inhalers but asthma inhalers with a small GPS module on it. So essentially what they do is every time you have an asthma attack, you use, there's three different grades of asthma, asthma inhaler. Yeah. Having, having, now, now, now living with an asthma sufferer, you learn all about these asthma problems. Mm. So there's a brown one, which is your sort of preventative, a blue one, and then there's a, a red one for when you've got real yeah, problems. Yeah. And when you take this red one, you put a little GPS on it. So essentially the GPS links to where you are, yep. and you can start to build up a picture of where people are having most asthma attacks. You can pick up a, put a GPS one on the blue one to see when people have, have to take it yeah. to struggle. And you can start to build up a, a, a map uh, of locations of where you know, it's possibly more likely that asthma sufferers are going to have, have attacks. I guess you've got pollution um, data there. Exactly it's linking to pollution. And, uh, uh, exactly. There's yeah, thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of different use cases for this stuff. But I think one of the biggest problems we're going to find, and it's exactly the same problem we're finding in the um, in the data intelligence space, is that these solutions are so discreet and mm. so niche by design and by their very definition um, that you end up with a, such a plethora. So I suppose I know how I'm roughly going to go about this in my business, but how would you, how are you getting anywhere near fixing this? Because obviously everything is so vertical and then inside of that vertical one specific solution and inside of that specific solution fixing one specific outcome yep. you know we could go into one customer and we could probably sell them a hundred different solutions yeah I, I think how on earth do we how on earth I do we go what, about fixing this i think what some of the businesses that we work with some of the technology businesses what whichever side of arrow they're on what they're starting to to do is is look for ways that they can replicate projects so that yep. the fundamental building so blocks some level of repeatability exactly remain the same yeah. and then customization can come at either end yep. either at the the IT the UX end how that's surfaced back to, to the client or customer and the sensors that they use yep yeah and then fundamentally what's what's between there's a level of commonality across the systems yep. there there might be changes in things like this. This yeah. is what this is what I learned from speaking to people like Dave. There might be <laughs> things that that change along the lines of connectivity, but yeah. but fundamentally the core architecture stays the same. Yeah, I think from my point of view, we, we meet a lot of small incubator type companies that are yeah. that are coming out with these new niche ideas, and you know we, we're sort of like working with Indiegogo of the world and so forth, linking yeah. finding these yeah, yeah. these new customers and 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 advise them what is the technology to use. And for me, it's it's great when you see these little two-man, three-man uh, businesses starting up, and they, they become yep. a real business moving forward with such a niche product. 
the, you know, the, the example you gave on the um, inhalers, that's a great example, yeah. you know, something like that. So um, it's a lot of small guys we want to get more involved in, the, the, the clever little engineers and you know, the, the bright sparks that are looking at, do you know what, I see this as a problem, how do I fix it? Yeah, yeah. But then you look at the other end of the spectrum and some of our larger customers and clients, yeah, these guys are also investing in, in IoT. Mm. And more often than not, what you find is they've got almost these, these small hybrid teams, these small skunk works, and that are acting just like you said there, so, yeah. acting like a small startup. Yep. And it's, it, it's, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely fascinating. I, and I think, yeah, let's, let's be candid, right? Yeah, one of the big problems is, yeah, in, in this space is, yeah, how projects move out of POC and into yeah. full-blown production. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and again, I think Arrow, yeah, and people like Dave, you, myself, there's some real value for us to be had in, being, in coming in. And like you say, it becomes more of a consultative sale. Yeah. It becomes more of an engagement. I, I didn't know until the other week that from a components perspective, yeah, if something doesn't exist off the shelf when it comes to a device, we can, we can go through a prototyping um, process to, to build something to spe fit a specific niche. Now, if that doesn't give you a USP and a market advantage. I don't know what does. No, this is very. I mean, literally, we can we can go on that whole sort of Henry Ford esque mentality of complete, you know, wood in, car out sort of thing. Yep. Um, and I, I like that idea. So we can we can literally be idea in, outcome out, or, or, or solution out, which is, I suppose, the the whole the very sort of um, definition of our one arrow sensor sunset type strategy. Yeah, exactly. That. It's uh, just going back to um, you know how do we find some of these customers as well? Yeah, um, the new ones. What I find it, it's amazing how many the non-traditional customers we're talking about, like insurance, for example. Yeah, a lot of these companies they have technologists now looking at not just the data side of things, and you know they have mathematicians doing it all, but with the hardware associated with it to actually get this data. Um, we're actively trying to engage with those um, clients these days to actually um, advise on what we can and can't do. Uh, from a um, hardware point of view. Yeah. Surprising. Perfect. Ask the questions, I think. I think, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot for the last question. Go on. Predictions. What are the predictions for IoT for 20, uh, 2018 and beyond? What are, what are we, we going to see? Is it going to become absolutely prolific? I mean, obviously, we know it's going to get bigger. That's, that's the foregone conclusion. But yep. come on, give us some predictions. What, what are you going to see? What, what's the next connected thing that's going to be big? Oh, what's wow. The, <laughs> What's the next? Come on, yeah, I've got to put you on the spot. For I was, was going to give the corporate. The spot for this every year. I was going to give the corporate answer and say, I think, no. I think you'll find Arrow working a lot closer together. Um, shall I go first? While you yeah, say, go for it. Let, now, don't let me think about the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me. Um, on my side of the shop, so yep. on on the IT side of things, I think what we'll start to see now is is end clients really knuckle down and say, right, I'm not going to put X amount of budget aside for IoT this year. What they'll do is they will look for those, those niche areas of cost reduction, optimization, new service, productivity. Um, and hopefully we'll see that tipping point start, start to show and that shift away from 
first one PRCs, then, yeah. then nothing. We'll see conversion. We'll see. We will see a, a, an increasing proliferation, I think. But they'll be meaningful. They'll be like it's a real niche, real vertically assigned. I think the interesting one for me, and this crosses more over into your big big data domain, is I'm just starting to see businesses that are in and around things like facilities management, asset management, IoT, now starting to, to look at how they utilize AI and cognitive. Because the volume of data being collected is just so huge and yeah. so varied. Yep. Um, and the third thing, everybody knows I like threes, is security. I think security will absolutely Security's got to step up. Yep. It's got to step up, because at the moment, it's a bit laughable. And, and can I add on to something as well? I think it, it's got to... You've not let, you've not Sorry, let Dave have no, yeah, no, we, we, Well, I'm just giving a little bit longer to think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got to get... So one of my biggest problems with IoT is it's still such a developer-centric world. Yeah. Very little is off the shelf, and if it's off the shelf, it's 50-50 it, is where it's going to work on yeah. it. I've, had, I, I've touched a lot of IoT bits of stuff in my time, and so much of it has been complete and utter rubbish. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, lot of stuff coming in from from China that is that that has a, a, a should we say a, a high mean time between failure or a low mean time between low, failure? Low mean, low MTBF. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, and it's just not good enough. And I think one, I think it's damaging IoT's reputation. People are thinking to themselves, well, you know, I'd love to go out, uh, go down the IoT route, but I just don't necessarily trust the kit or, or, or the maturity of the, the technology yet. Yeah. So so that would be my thing. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. If I've taken... I, 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 we, we haven't, we've left you the dregs. Yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate that. So <laughs> no, we've left him the inside. That's I, where we left. I guess the first thing I'm going to say about 2018 is going to be busy. A lot yeah. busier than 2017. You know, we're, um, we'll be talking to a lot more customers. Um, hopefully it's not more startup customers, some niche ideas we can talk to. Um, but in terms of uh, sort of like uh, verticals, what have you, that's going to generate a lot of revenue... I think the smart cities are probably going to start taking off uh, yeah. this year. It surprised yeah. me. It yeah, has surprised um, me. When I look yeah. at yeah the conversations we've been having, because you kind of think, I suppose I think these sort of yeah, huge city-wide operations centres and everything connected, but again, it's very niche, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, and, and it's a solution it. wrapped inside a paradox, yeah. wrapped yeah. inside a conundrum, yeah. isn't it? And what would be amazing, you know, when you when talk about smart cities, just how many partners will be involved in a smart city implementation yeah. it's going to be hundreds yeah. and getting all these partners working together make sure everything is interoperable as well it's well, going to be, be a challenge and, and actually that's a perfect challenge for distribution and, and, for, yeah. and for arrow absolutely yeah. and on that on that very Bombshell. positive note dave an absolute pleasure to have yeah, you on. No, thank you good. very much and uh, i hope time has flown excellent all right yeah, cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers. See you soon. Thanks, bye. Bye.